Chapter Eight of Nature and Art. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kathleen. Nature and Art by Elizabeth Inchbald. Chapter Eight. That which in a weak woman is called vanity, in a man of sense is termed pride make one a degree stronger or the other a degree weaker and the dean and his wife were infected with the self-same folly yet let not the reader suppose that this failing however despicable had erased from either bosom all traces of humanity they are human creatures who are meant to be portrayed in this little book and where is the human creature who has not some good qualities to soften if not to counterbalance his bad ones the dean with all his pride could not wholly forget his brother nor eradicate from his remembrance the friend that he had been to him he resolved therefore in spite of his wife's advice to make him some overture which he had no doubt henry's good nature would instantly accept the more he became acquainted with all the vain and selfish propensities of lady clementina the more he felt a returning affection for his brother but little did he suspect how much he loved him till after sending to various places to inquire for him he learned that on his wife's decease unable to support her loss in the surrounding scene henry had taken the child she brought him in his arms shaken hands with all his former friends passing over his brother in the number and set sail in a vessel bound for africa with a party of portuguese and some few english adventurers to people there the uninhabited part of an extensive island this was a resolution in henry's circumstances worthy a mind of singular sensibility but william had not discerned till then that every act of henry's was of the same description and more than all his every act towards him he staggered when he heard the tidings at first thought them untrue but quickly recollected that henry was capable of surprising deeds he recollected with a force which gave him torture the benevolence his brother had ever shown to him the favors he had heaped upon him the insults he had patiently endured in requital in the first emotion which this intelligence gave the dean he forgot the dignity of his walk and gesture he ran with frantic enthusiasm to every corner of his deanery where the least vestige of what belonged to henry remained he pressed close to his breast with tender agony a coat of his which by accident had been left there he kissed and wept over a walking-stick which henry once had given him he even took up with delight a music-book of his brother's nor would his poor violin have then excited anger when his grief became more calm he sat in deep and melancholy meditation calling to mind when and where he saw his brother last the recollection gave him fresh cause of regret he remembered they had parted on his refusing to suffer lady clementina to admit the acquaintance of henry's wife both henry and his wife he now contemplated beyond the reach of his pride 
and he felt the meanness of his former and the imbecility of his future haughtiness towards them to add to his self-reproaches his tormented memory presented to him the exact countenance of his brother at their last interview as he changed while he censured his marriage and treated with disrespect the object of his conjugal affection he remembered the anger repressed the tear bursting forth and the last glimpse he had had of him as he left his presence most likely for ever in vain he now wished that he had followed him to the door that he had once shaken hands and owned his obligations to him before they had parted in vain he wished too that in this extreme agony of his mind he had such a friend to comfort him as henry had ever proved End of chapter eight